Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. The Premier League is back. Watch every live game for the rest of the season on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. I'm prepared to end it if I can. Well, do it then. Again. Do it then. What about your start to the game? I was, it wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> Why should there be an honest answer be a mistake? How can a modern day manager not have a mobile phone? Why should he? Oh. All right, you're welcome back. It is the football show with you right through to the end of the show today. And we'll have Andy Naylor along just a little bit to focus on all things Brighton specifically. Before all of that, let's get to Canada. Kevin Kilban, come on in. Uh, hi, Adrian. How are you getting on? What's happening? Oh, it's all quiet. Just um, had plenty of snow in the last few days. Temperatures have plummeted. We're around minus eight or nine today. So I think we're going to get colder week. And it's our birthday week as well. So yeah, big, big birthday week in the house, you know. What's, what's, well, whose birthday is it? Ah, we don't want to talk about oh, it. Come you on know, now. You know? These are the sort of ah. exclusives you give to VIP. Come on now. Or hello. Or ah, no. Well, well, mine's, ah, shut up. Uh, mine's uh, mine's Wednesday. Uh, ah. Brian's is, is Thursday. And Olivia's is Friday. Ah, amazing. 46? Yeah. So big week. 46? Uh, I don't, as, as I said, I definitely don't <laughs> want to talk about that We're both in the yeah. same track here, Kevin. Yeah. I, I can't just associate myself. 77. Good man. Yeah, 46. 46. Getting on now, yeah. Uh, do you, uh, will you do anything special for it or is it just you're too busy with snow and kids? In kids, yeah. That's probably more to the point. No, uh, I think Brie and I are going out for a bit of dinner on um, on Wednesday for my birthday. She's kind of discarding her birthday. She doesn't want to talk about that. So she's letting that one slide, you know. So uh, Wednesday, I think we'll go out, a few drinks and a, a, a bit of dinner, I think. More like late afternoon, early evening, I think. And then we'll be back home. You, you know yourself, Adrian. You know how it is I these do days, not. You know? I don't. I don't. You're a far better uh, social life than I have. So what sort of... What, no, geez, what, no <laughs> chance. I, I have no social life. <laughs> same, same. What, uh, what sort of, what sort of uh, food will you go for? I think we're going to a steakhouse, steakhouse so it'll nice. be uh, yeah, steak and maybe a little bit of red or something like that. Yes. So we'll we'll see, we'll see what we'll go for. I mean, I've I've not got the fine um, the fine wine taste like your good self, Adrian, you know. But I'll uh, I'll do my best. I'll do my best, you know. What you've been busy out uh, snow plowing, have you? Yeah, it's been yeah. We we it's come down, so it's um that that's something that's very new to me. Yeah, you have to clear the driveways, you get fined and things like that. You have to clean the the sidewalks and things like that. Yeah, so. Just obviously to keep everything, um, keep everything right for people walking by and things like that. So yeah, that's that, that's kind of new to me. Yeah. So what you're you're out with the shovel, are you? Yeah, the, the shovel, the <laughs> snow shovel. Yeah. So getting out with that, it's a good workout. It's good in the morning when you get up. Actually, I wonder who's get doing up in it. The morning, I wonder who's like, doing it. I have my I have my doubts. Well, no, Bree, Bree actually likes to do it a lot more than me, to be honest with you. But um, I, I get out. I like to do it. I like to do it. You know yourself. You, you've got to get out. You've got to get a bit of a workout in if you can. Because I, <laughs> I, I'm hardly going to the gym. I, when I was away at the World Cup, it was great. I was able to go to the gym for a month, try to get myself healthy a little bit. And since I've been back, I've done zilts, done absolutely nothing. It's, you, you can't get there. Yeah, well, look, we're just delighted to have you on, Kev. It's been so long. It could have been, in fact, the World Cup since we talked to you last. So, we, you know, when I, I, when think I heard you were coming I mean, on, I said, listen, cheer to the next. Joe Malloy, get out of town. Make space. I need to come in and chat to this man. The only reason why I'm on is because of you, Adrian. You know, the alpha dog in town. <laughs> what, the people are going to be roaring at us now. Get into the football and we'll do that. But you must have been impressed. With, were you watching Mayo the other night or were you just tweeting about it? No, I've seen the highlights and things like that. It's hard to get up the coverage and things like that, actually. So... I saw James Carr's goal and things like Cracker. that. I didn't see the game. I didn't see it. What a goal, eh? What a mm. goal. Um, good start as well. The bits that I saw, everything, it looked like from, and again, you're reading a lot on Twitter and you're kind of picking up the vibe that 
it was a, a brilliant game, certainly for it being January. Brilliant start to the season. I, I actually read your good selves tweet as well. So it was, you know, it, it's nice to get the season up and running for the, for, for them. And I, miss, I that's the thing that I miss. I used to go to a lot of the league games. I used to go and watch the uh, throughout the season. So, you know, you get to the games around the country. That was great when I used to, we used to go and see them. So that's something that I missed, actually. It was, it was great to get out and see them. You just can't beat it. We've loads to get into, right? So we'll, let's get into it. And uh, if anybody has any questions or comments on YouTube, do fire them in as well uh, over the course of the next while. Um, I might ask you first of all about Everton. We, I want to come to talk about Evan Ferguson. We're sort of obviously being uh, mildly obsessed with him now at the minute. But we might just ask you yeah. about Everton to begin with, Kev. Uh, Sean Dyche uh, confirmed today. Has, it, has that appointment given you, it was expected, obviously. Has it given you hope? Um... I just, I just hope that there isn't that real negative feeling towards him straight away because of how Burnley played. I, I, I mean, I actually have been in total admiration of what he did at Burnley over the years. And even the style of football they were playing at times probably went under the radar a little bit. I think a lot of the games that were always shown on Super Sunday were kind of dull games. I think that's where people got a lot of opinion of Burnley. But a lot of the time they were playing good football they were solid difficult to beat and I think that's the most important thing now for, for Everton in the next few months is certainly be difficult to beat get the points on the board get well organised and don't be too open and, and too elaborate I think that's the way it's got to be for the next step for the next while because most important thing now is we go back maybe to this stage last season he's staying in the Premier League and it it kills me to say it at times really the way that Everton have, have spent over the last six or seven years and everything that's gone into that club to see them in the position that they are, because I think everybody recognises that they should be a lot higher than, than than what they are. But over the last, over the well, of course, over the course of the season, they're one of the worst teams in the Premier League. They've, they've been poor to watch. They've showed very little going forward, and defensively, it's been you know as as bad as you've seen from from Everton sides in, in a while. So, I think Dice will certainly sort that out. I think his his know how of one or two players that's in that club as well, who who obviously he brought through at Burnley and and give. Um, and give Premier League games too. So I think that will help. But there's um, there's a lot to come from that side, I think, even without Sean Dyche, whether it was him or not. Mm. There's a lot more to come from that side because of the talent that's in the, in that dressing room. The concern, they, they remind me a little bit of Ireland in some ways, Kevin, that like no matter how organised they can get defensively, and they do obviously need to, to tighten up um, in defence, no matter how, much how well they can uh, get organised there, they've obviously... Uh, had so much change in terms of their ability to score a goal over the last nine months I suppose in total mm. between Richarlison going uh, they've missed out on Dan Juma of course Spurs Mope um, just isn't doing it for them and Calvert-Lewin yeah. can't stay fit like that ability yeah. you know and the window's about to shut obviously there's not going to be anybody coming in I don't think um, that ability to score goals that's going to be the tough bit for him yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if they can do a little bit of business before the window closes that will be the most important thing I think for Sean Dyche right now I know that Daesh last time when he was in for the Everton job I'm not too sure if it was the, the last time when Lampard got the job I think it was before that maybe when Benitez uh, got the job I think it was he didn't get the job actually f from the amount of staff that he wanted to bring across from Burnley I think that was the uh, the sticking point for him getting the job so he's obviously come to an arrangement on how he's going to get his own staff incorporated into that uh, into that dressing room and, and, and around the team I think that's it's extremely important for him to do that so I think with him as I said Maybe get one or two signings in if he can. If not, I don't think it's it's a big deal because of the talent that's in that dressing room. But you talked you talked about going going forward for Everton. You always feel if Everton are going to win a game recently, it's always they've got to win a game one nil. And if you if you're going out with that, it's not that not so much the mentality, but if that's the case in every match, you've got to win a game one nil. It's never going to happen because you you are going to concede. And Everton have 
been pretty poor defensively. They haven't looked organised. I I don't feel when I've when I've seen them play. I think they've been far too open. Considering the position that they're in, if everything's going quite well, you can play a bit, a bit more expansive. But I think Everton have played that expansive way when they've been in trouble. And that only leads to nervousness around the pitch. Players don't necessarily want to take the ball or when they do take the ball, the first touch isn't quite right. And that's what I felt with a number of players defensively when they've been taking the ball and putting themselves under pressure and, and, and giving up chances. So... I think that's something that Dice will probably sort. I think he will probably get, you'll probably see more of a back four intact if he does play with a four, which in general he, he he's done at Burnley. And I think it will be from a solid base where he will try to create going forward. I mean, as I said, it's that negative feeling that they had when Allardyce took over on that short-term basis um, a few seasons ago now. It was, you know, we're, we're playing direct football. We're playing almost boring football is what the thoughts was. I hope that's not going to be the case in the feeling towards Sean Dyche. I feel as though that he will get them organised, he will get them settled and I think they can build over a number of years now. I think that's that's what I'm hoping for for Everton going forward. Yeah, he signed a two and a half year contract so at least I mean, I'm sure Everton fans at the minute and uh, maybe there's a fatalistic among them, amongst them who believe they're going down no matter what happens but at least he's there yeah. to try and cope but if, if that does happen we're getting them back up again. Just like, he, he obviously there was a, the, that situation. Right. Yeah, I'm not being, I just thought, this one is just, uh, no, that one, Everton can't go down, AJ. I'm not being funny now for what they've spent, the expenditure over the last few years and, and you know, financial fair play came into them how they had to sell Richarlison. Everton, if Everton went down, it'd be catastrophic for them. I, I, I don't think, it would be a case of just going down to come straight back up. I, 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 I really feel strongly about that. Everton can't go down this year and they have to build from a Premier League position rather than from a, from a, a starting position in the Championship. Hard to see the evidence for it at the minute. Are you as passionate as the um, and as put out by the ownership then as much as the the fans are? Obviously, that's. I mean, the, I think most of them weren't even giving Lampard so much of a hard time as they were the board and the owners. Yeah. Well, it, it's been more of how, how that money has been spent and... I, I didn't see too much, um, you know, too too much um, distress or too many people screaming and shouting when one or two of those signings were going in into the place. But it was more the wage bill, the wage bill from Everton. You know, Richarlison was on seven, eight million a year. This is the thing that ever. This is the thing that a lot of Evertonians really can't get their head around. Everton were competing with Arsenal from from wages point of view. They were paying 150, 160 grand a week to players. This is like you know going from. The days of Everton being quite stable and keeping the you know the house run well, it wasn't the case for them in the last last few years. It's just been more the wages where everybody knew Everton had money, so they were able to pay the transfer fees. Yes, starting off, and then the wage bill, as I said, was going from the top earner, probably when Mashiri took over, sixty seventy thousand a week to three times that. By the time we get in six or seven years down the line, that's the the thing where you you're looking at and how Everton have been probably. Um, misinformed on how they're actually going about the business. LTBAM. I was really triggered. We don't want Johnny Sexton having any part of any Netflix curse ahead of the World Cup. OTBAM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Yeah, he had that uh, uh, dice about nine months ago and he was at Burnley half-time, they're two and down to Everton. It was reported on at the time and he said, you know, I don't think these lads know how to win a game, which uh, in hindsight might, might not have been. Uh, he'd be talking to a lot of the same players, obviously, when he's in the dressing room now. Yeah. He also has a terrible start, Kev. He's got Arsenal on Saturday and a Merseyside yeah. derby nine days later. It's Jesus, they talk about a honeymoon period. 
It's the nightmare. Yeah, well, Liverpool are struggling. The only way you look at it, Liverpool are struggling as well. They're not in a great position, but they're still in a, in a obviously a lot more comfortable position in the Premier League coming into that derby. The Arsenal game, of course, if they can get anything out of it, it'll be a bonus. Like like everyone always says, the old cliche with that one. But um, I can't see them taking anything from that Arsenal game. The tempo that Arsenal are playing at, the, the way that Mikel Arteta has got them playing. So it will be about maybe getting something from that that from that derby game and it, it's possible Everton have, have got results in the derby over the years when they haven't necessarily been playing well and things have been going against them it certainly gives Sean Dyche a bit of time between now and then to get something in place to try to pick the pocket of Liverpool a little bit uh, it's going to be a, a result or a game that's going to be a catalyst to get you back up the table it's got to be that Liverpool game we're very excited about Evan Ferguson. Uh, we're all in Evan Ferguson watch at the minute. He's had another, another yeah. very impressive display uh, for Brighton against Liverpool in the Cup of the weekend and then obviously got that, um, I, I was going to describe it as unfortunate injury towards the end, but it was just a desperate tackle, um, it must be said, how it didn't result in a red card. Yeah. It's beyond me. We'll put, put that aside to uh, to one second at the minute if we can. Um, what's, your, what's your sense about the ceiling for this guy? I... I mean, you look at his age. That's that's the thing that you're looking at right now. And um, I, he's been managed really well since he's uh, since he signed there at Brighton. I think he's he's certainly been a player that's been allowed to go and flourish. He's not necessarily been given a, a, a lot of game time up until recently. And I think that's always the best way to go about it. But he's obviously been impressing in training. He's obviously been pushing one or two of the other guys that's been around him physically. It's something you know. I'd, I'd be, I'd be relying uh, upon Dan McDonald over the years to, to give me a bit of information on one or two of these young players. I'll have a few of the other guys calling me now to tell me that they should be going to them. But Dan Dan's well informed on certainly the youth structure in Ireland. And a lot of the young players, when you hear the name around them, the hype can be, as we we all do, we're all guilty of it. We, we build up a player too much at times. But I think it's been fairly consistent on Evan Ferguson about, yeah, physically, um, it, totally able and that's been the case since he's been a very young boy he's been able to deal with a lot physically and certainly going into the uh, professional environment that would help him physically but it, there's there's way more to his game than just the physical side of it his first touch is awareness I like the way at times where he can come off he can he can take the ball he gets turned he can run at defenders uh, the header that he scored the late header against uh, Leicester wasn't it a couple mm. of weeks ago look at look at the position that he was in and, and his ability to arrive late into the penalty area it was an amazing header a great header that he scored um, in, in that game so I, I like what I'm seeing you, you can't I don't think there's anyone that would be watching him right now yourself included Adrian where we can't say we, we, we like what we see he's in pole position to, to oh he was we're hoping this injury is not going to be as serious as, as, as being reported right now. But we, he's in pole position to, to, to start for Stephen Kenny. That's the position that he put himself into now. We've got nobody scoring goals at the level that he's scoring at. We've got nobody playing as consistently as, as he's been playing at over the last month or so. Um, but there's always a reluctance because they're so young to say, let's put them in. And, you know, whether or not Stephen Kenny was was was, was seriously considering starting him, he, he was a shoo-in for the squad, wasn't he? I think we all recognise that right now. And we're hoping that, as I said, given a bit of time to flourish, given more game time, given he's he, he scoring more cons, uh, more goals, the confidence will surely rise with him. He, he's going to get better and better. And you just hope that that with that um, you know exposure that he's been given now, he's been given exposure to top-class players, top-class players on a daily basis that he's training with, he will get better and better, I'm sure of that. Watching him yesterday, like given that stuff that you spoken about there like the the range of abilities that he has like it's just exceptional that sort of back to play 
uh, peace, yeah. the uh, uh, feeding in players around him. He can come a bit deep if if needs be. He can uh, his awareness, his ability to sort of point to far more senior players around him. Here's where I want the ball. Put me in his thirst, his hunger to get out and and want to be on the ball. Like he's not sort of shying away from it. You know, and it's one one yesterday. They're one 0 down. He's front and center looking for um looking for possession, which is very mm. impressive. Now all of that in the Irish context. Um, our greatest need is obviously somebody to stick the thing in the back of the net. What any sort of sense, or if you're Stephen Kenny, given that he can do a little bit of everything, what's the? How do we best utilise his ability to stick it in the net? Um, and it's the creativity that comes with that age, and we, we, you know, that saying that keeps doing me head. Really, we we don't have a Robbie Keane and things like that. But you know, yes, Robbie at times was only getting one and two chances a game, and that might be the case that he's got to find the consistency of. Taking taking his chances when he might not necessarily get uh, get a lot of them in the game, and that's got to be something that it, that it, I'm sure that he's looking at now with with him coming into the international setup. That might be the case at times, but consistently, I think under Stephen Kenny, we have created more, Put, putting him in a position where if we're getting into wide areas and, and we're putting decent balls into the penalty area, he can he can go and attack crosses. He can certainly, as you say, there, agent with his back to play. Back to play, I think, is exceptional from him because of that physical nature where he can use his back, he can use his backside to back into players and come away with the ball and then be released into other areas where he, he can be more effective. And having having those sort of talents that he's got, I think he will bring the best out of other players around him because I, I think our big issue is, certainly under Stephen Kenny, is getting us up the pitch. Um, we, we keep the ball well in our own in our, in, the, in the the defensive third in the middle third of the pitch. We've been keeping the ball reasonably well, I think, at times. But it's when we've got into the final third where we've missed that link guy to to get hold of the ball, to get turned, to to maybe hold on to the ball for two or three seconds to get other players in support of him. That's the one thing we've lacked. And would you would you put a he, would you he, put he a premium can be that guy? Would you put a premium on that, Kev? That's really the question I'm asking. Is like does Stephen Kenny say, listen, at at all costs? Do not come beyond this position. I don't want you coming deep. I need you up there. I need somebody to put the ball in the net. Or, or yeah, like how specific can he be with him in terms of the, of the demands on him? I don't think that's going to be the case, no, because you watch him at Brighton. I spoke about coming off defenders to take the ball. And if, if, if he can come off defenders and take the ball, that's obviously coming to a deeper position. You're expecting runners off him if that's going to be the case. If he can get, as I said before, if he can get hold of the ball, I, I would always look at strikers at times... It, the, the old one that would have been said to us coming through strikers, take two touches, two or more if possible at, at times. Sometimes you're going to have to play it off first time, look for little one-twos in certain areas. But by taking two touches at times, it just gives the, the rest of the players a bit of time to adjust to you. And I think that might be the case with, with Evan Ferguson. So if he's coming off, if he takes the ball, whether or not he gets turned, he can run at defenders, or even if it's just two touches holding a defender off, the rest of the play can build up on the other side of the pitch. If it's coming from a left back into his feet, he can actually turn out the other way and, and get playing with with support from that side of the field. And I, and that's, as I said, I don't think we've had that. I don't think we've had that link guy. And if he's going to play up top as a number nine, then we can play direct. I've got no problems about playing direct at times, turning opposition, getting the ball into his feet so he can be physical up against defenders. I, I, I think that's something that's overlooked when when we're looking at how we play uh, as an Irish side and what can bring the best out of players. But I do feel, though, that getting get, certainly getting hold of the ball, playing it into wide areas and that ability to arrive late, I think that's where goals might come from from him. 
Yeah, he needs to work on his, uh, when he's getting the contact, The he needs to go to the Jack Grealish stu, uh, school of here's how to win a free. I was watching him a couple of times yesterday and there was definitely a little bit of contact, but his uh, he yeah. just wasn't. That's the Irish rawness, isn't it? That's our rawness exactly. that we have. Don't, you know, stay on your feet, stay on your feet. But uh, you know yourself, it, it, at times it might be critical for getting free kicks around the penalty area in mm. the final third, holding onto the ball, take that contact, just go over get the free kick and then we can actually build from that from set pieces because it's a strength of ours so uh, obviously we don't know about the injury um, potentially he's out for uh, for the France game with the Latvia friendly in March and then the qualifier against France obviously in the same window and then a bit of a break until the games that uh, come our way in June again but uh, we're dealing with a hypothetical here because it does by all indications yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes but if he is fit let's say for those games or if he's fit for the June games that follow then are you just putting him straight in Kev at this stage uh, yes, I would. As I said, there's nobody doing what he's doing at the level that he's at. The maturity that he's showing as well. Um, I, I've seen a few of his interviews post-match as well, and I've been impressed with what he's saying. He, he knows himself. He just he, the, the, the thing that he keeps on saying is, I need to work. I need to work hard in training, and I need to work hard when I'm getting my, my chance on the pitch. That's what it's all about. It isn't, it, it's not rocket science at times when it comes to that. Yes, the technical aspect comes into it, it is about his work rate and how he can uh, maintain his place in the team right now. And that invariably is on the training ground and how he's going to maintain his place. Well, the one concern then I can see Stephen Kenny having, I can see it come up in a press conference after a game or in, the, in a match week about, you know, the exposure. He's literally only just turned, he's like 18, about four months, yeah. three or four months ago, whatever it is. I, that's the one thing I could see Stephen Kenny saying, listen, you know, despite all the ability, the, the extra level of attention that comes on you as an Ireland international obviously is a huge step up that might be where the reluctance comes in mm. I think that as well the exposure that he's going to get in uh, or the attention sorry that he's going to get over in Ireland will be huge where everyone's watching him every single um, Irish journalist is tweeting about him virtually every game now that he's playing and starting as soon as he starts a game the message is out he's starting another match um, as soon as he scores everyone's tweeting around his goals so we're all well versed on what he can do now aren't we everybody knows what he's capable of doing and soon as he's going to be starting you know the, the, you know the media attention how it's going to be the focus around those games will be as soon as the team meets up Evan Ferguson he scored X amount of goals leading into this hopefully if he's fit as I'm saying but it, the focus of attention will be cl- clearly on him and it's difficult for anyone to, to adjust to that no matter what the attention he's getting right now with Brighton he's still comfort blanket he's still maybe got a little bit of cotton wool around him at the moment whereas you're thrown to the wolves a little bit when he comes over and you know god forbid he he has a he doesn't have a great game in that first match which it's difficult to get your mindset right going into that game you you know you can imagine the disappointment and everybody talking around that and the mentality he feels or or his mentality after that it's difficult it's difficult to just get your head around it particularly when it'll be something that he would have looked forward to his whole career his whole life in many respects so He's, um, I think we've, we do have to be careful. I think Stephen, Stephen, of course, will be mindful of that. Um, but as I said, there's nobody doing what he's doing right now. So it's, if he continues with what he's doing to a certain extent, he, he, he certainly has to play. Yeah, it's very hard not to be very excited about him. And it, there's an element of that that's OK, but we obviously have to give him a space as well to uh, yeah. to grow. Aaron Connolly, I just want to ask you before we go, Kev, like I don't want to be sort of overstating about the rebirth necessarily of Aaron Connolly, but she's watching some of the highlights from the whole game over the weekend yeah, where he scores yeah. two. One of them was absolutely class. If Lionel Messi scored it, it's doing the rounds, it's getting 40 million hits on on Twitter. Correct, yeah. What a, what the, the awareness to make the run, the touch, the finish... 
unbelievable. So he's obviously still yeah, on loan from, from, from Brighton out at Hull. And I look at, I don't know, maybe he's burnt his bridges there. But from an Irish point of view, I don't want to overstate it with a rebirth, but surely back in, uh, starting to get back in Stephen Kenny's plans too. Yeah, I'd I, I love it if he signed for Hull, to be quite honest with you, regardless of what's happening at Brighton. Sometimes that freshness, of course, going over to Italy and whatever happened, I'm sure that story will come out. He'll he'll tell his side of it in, in, in time to come with what happened. But he's, he's been excellent. Again, listening to him, he looks like he's got a smile on his face in his interviews post-game as well. He talks about his, his desire to play and be integrated into that Hull side. And the goals have been flowing with him. So, again, he's somebody that, we we built up very quickly. Um, there have been question marks of him on his attitude on the training ground, off the pitch and things like this as well. Uh, it's nice to see him just performing and enjoying his football. I think that's the most important thing. If if, if Hull is the, the club for him, that, that can get him going again, because he has the ability. We all know that. We all know he's a player that can get better and better and he's still young. So let's just, let's just hope. And again, let's not overstate it. Let's not go on too much about it right now. His goal at the weekend was incredible and the goals that he's been scoring before it has been great to see. But hopefully he's got, um, he's just got a bit more to come yet as well, I think. I think he just needs to figure things out a little bit with himself and hopefully that'll be the case at Hull. Yeah, well, I've just compared him to Lionel Messi, so that should uh, to help keep a keep a lid on things. Well, exactly. <laughs> you're not shy in overstating things, are you? Let's be honest. Um, no. The toffees are a shambles, says Barbalata. No quick fix. And Donald Murphy giving you a recommendation. I don't know. You say at the top, he says G A uh, Golkev, which I've, I've, you've certainly been on at some point. I have. Yeah, I have a G A go. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'll be on it maybe later on. It's it's difficult as well, the time wise as well. Sometimes it's. Eight nine in the morning here when you're trying to when you've got kids running around. I just missed the game this weekend, but I'll be on GA go as well. Yeah, it's recommended. It's good actually. It's good stuff. Lee Keegan was on at the weekend as well, which I miss Lee right. as well. So there, there you go. go. That's going to draw you in straight away. Listen, uh, happy birthday! Didn't appreciate that point at all. So which was desperate on my behalf. Happy birthday to everybody in the house, pretty much. And uh, thank you, thank you so much. Thanks, Millie, for jumping on. Come on, Kev. Take it easy. Thanks a lot. Uh, our uh, football coverage on Off The Ball brought to you by Sky. You can watch all the football that you love, including the biggest Premier League games every weekend live on Sky. We've Andy Neller from The Athletic talking Brighton and Evan Ferguson next. Football on Off The Ball with Sky. Proud partner and supporter of the Republic of Ireland women's national football team. This is News Talk.